All right, thank you for listening to Remake Rewind, the podcast where you decide if remakes or reboots should have happened. I'm Mike, as always. With me, I've got my two knuckleheaded co-hosts, Double D. What's up, Double D? Oh, hey, hey, I'm back. Woo! You're back. Yeah. <laughs> and I've got <laughs> Alex. Here. What's up, Alex? Hey, I'm, I'm still here. AKA Alice. Oh, no. <laughs> it's back, baby. <laughs> It'll never get old. <laughs> God damn it. Okay. <laughs> anyway, we're here to talk about a... a a pretty great franchise. Oh, but it's had its ups and downs, just like this podcast. Franchise? I don't know what you're talking about. There's only two movies. What? <laughs> <laughs> there's no animated series or anything. Oof. No, there's not. But anyway, this is we're going to be doing something a little bit different because this, this isn't a true remake or a true reboot. And it's also not like what we did with Mad Max where it's kind of like a soft reboot. This is... How they, what they basically did with Halloween last year where they just said, hey, half these movies don't count anymore and we've got a new timeline. So basically, this is a reboot of Terminator 3. It's it's the new third movie in the franchise. So we're talking about Terminator. Three. Specifically, Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines, and Damn Terminator Dark Fate. Hmm. Obviously, we just watched the Dark Fate because it just came out. But I assume prior to this, you guys have seen Terminator 3. Oh, definitely. Unfortunately. <laughs> uh how do you guys feel about the Terminator franchise overall? I love Terminator. Anything Arnold, honestly, I love. But uh, Terminator was a big part of my growing up, you know? But uh, I've always enjoyed it. Oh, me too. I, I, I love the first and the second one. The second one is iconic. It is still, to this day, one of the greatest action movies of all time. All greatest time. special effects. <laughs> James Cameron can basically do no wrong in my book. I, I give him the benefit of the doubt and everything. Uh, he has not done a movie that I don't like. So... Mm. It's it's kind of weird, and one of the movies we did is, or we just watched, is not a James Cameron movie. Like this was his baby, but he lost the rights to it. He sold and the rights. He, yeah, he sold the rights to it, and then just got them back with Dark Fate. But he didn't direct. He had a uh, Tim Miller who did the first Deadpool direct. So it, this series has definitely had its ups and downs. I, I'm sure we'll we'll talk about some of the stuff as it comes up. We'll we'll bring up some of the other movies, but uh, I. I guess we didn't talk to Alex. Alex, how do you feel about the Terminator series? Oh, I thank you for asking. This <laughs> <laughs> this this movie, I gotta say, has like played a huge part in my life. Like I've, uh, it's what got me to become to want to. Oh, at least it did want me to become a filmmaker because of it. Because I remember like flipping through an encyclopedia and I saw like, oh shit, what people made this movie? Uh, like I watched this movie. <laughs> back to back like always as a kid and my dad was like worried because he's like oh he's gonna like stab his eye out from like the first <laughs> first it's movie. gonna be a terminator <laughs> like I, I i came up with like an idea for a third terminator film that i wanted to make when i like became a filmmaker and stuff like that no like i love this first two movies it's it, it's yeah it's amazing holds a deer like when i'm sick i watch this movie to make me feel better <laughs> yeah t2 does, does it work t2 is great it work? do you feel better <laughs> wait what D- does it work do you feel better? oh dude immensely is it, is it a healing movie <laughs> it's better than chicken noodle soup <laughs> his uh his ringtone is also terminator oh is it, it, it is yeah. dun, dun, dun. is it that <laughs> yeah <laughs> good good uh, I'm ready to talk about it. Who, who's got, who's going to lead the way with the synopsis? We're doing the first. Well, let's let Alex do the original. <laughs> uh, okay, so I got Terminator 3. Uh, a cybernetic warrior from a post-apocalyptic future travels back in time to protect a 25-year-old drifter. I don't know why that was funny to me. <laughs> 
and his future wife from a most advanced robotic assassin and to ensure they both survive a nuclear attack. It's from nice. Daniel Williamson. So originally, uh, so it has Clara Danes as the female lead slash love interest. The guy who plays John Connor, I have, I've never Nick seen Stahl. him in anything else. Carnival. Nick Stahl. I only yeah, watched Nick Carnival Stahl, because like... he was in this fucking movie. <laughs> and Carnival is oh, great. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I haven't seen him in anything else. Uh, originally, Clara Danes' character, Kate, was going to be played by Sophia Bush. And they did like one day of um, filming and decided that she was too young looking for Nick Stahl. And then they... Uh, scrapped her and then brought in uh claire danes and apparently because they were already shooting she was saying claire danes actually said she kind of preferred that because she was kind of learning the character and in over her head like her character was so <laughs> good for her I guess. but this movie had like a crazy production so arnold did not want to do this movie what yeah so he did not want to do this movie initially because he didn't want to do a terminator film without james cameron because james cameron and him are very good friends that makes sense and he held off doing it for years and then he was having lunch with james cameron james cameron said like just do it ask for a shitload of money and he said that um the character was just as much schwarzenegger as, as it was his and he said take the money and run so that's what arnold did and so he asked for a 29 million dollar um fee for reprising the role and then his contract, he had a 33-page contract for all of his perk package. So he was it was written as a uh, pay-for-play. So whether or not the movie got made, he was going to get $30 million. Uh, he got a $1.5 million sum for his uh, private jets, a fully equipped gym trailer that went with him everywhere. Oh, he had three-bedroom suites on, on the location, round-the-clock limousine, a personal bodyguard. He also got a personal chef and 20% of gross receipts made after... <laughs> the movie actually broke even and that includes movies videos dvd licensing from tvs and flight entertainment everything so yeah he got one of the most ridiculous pay packages for a movie ever which ended up making this the most expensive independently produced film of all time at the time hmm. yeah good for him <laughs> good job arnold so good yeah job. he got all that and then uh that's nuts it, yeah it's insane like and so this movie had like a 183 million dollar budget and a huge portion of it went directly to Arnold. But that being said, he did, there was a scene that they were going to scrap, um, which that scene with the chase where he gets, he's on like a, a crane and he gets pushed through a, a glass a building. building. Yeah. yeah, That was going to get cut because they couldn't afford it and they were going to go over budget. And so he actually paid for that out of his own pocket, like $1.8 million to make that scene. Well, he made enough money. <laughs> yeah, right. He could afford it. Uh, so what did you guys think of T3 overall? It was different watching it now than when I watched it when it came out. I feel like I enjoyed it much more when it came out, and watching it this time was difficult. I thought I I feel exactly the same way. I thought this was a PG thirteen movie. It wasn't. It was rated R. No, this was a PG thirteen movie. Yeah, this no, this was rated R. Yep, rated R. It's a rated R film. Which actually, it was funny. I got in an argument with somebody talking about Dark Fate, and I was like. And we'll get into it. But basically, I argued because Dark Fate financially is not doing well. I was like, it should have just been a PG-13 movie. It wouldn't be the first one. But it turns out uh, Genesis was PG-13. Salvation was PG-13. Was Salvation 13? Yeah, PG-13. Okay. But this I thought this one was PG-13 as well, and it wasn't. It It's a weird movie. What about you, Alex? Did you like this movie? When when I first saw it, I uh, this is so... I'm going to get so much hate, but this is like... What, I'm assuming what prequels was like when it first came out for Star Wars fans. 
like you guys were like super excited and like oh my god a new star wars this is it for me unfortunately like a terminator 3 i was like oh my god this, i only knew two movies i'm excited for this third one and i started tearing up when i heard the theme song in a little bit <laughs> in the beginning when i first saw this and then i grew to hate it i just hate it because i'm like that's right he's not a t101 why did they say that i was like i'll just point it out like because it's a slightly upgraded model no he's a model 101 so he that's the model that looks like arnold i i don't i i I didn't like this movie even now i i couldn't i like i had on the background i I ended up still not watching it it's it was a (laughs) it was a rough watch it's the problem with this one is once again it's a different produ- producer different writer different director but like this one tried to be funny and the humor just <laughs> was really bad so like yeah it was you like know, cheesy right at the beginning you have the female terminator which i want to spend some time talking about the, the the different versions of the terminators but you know she gets pulled over by a police officer and then like inflates her boobs to look bigger it's just like that's kind of dumb and then there's a point where arnold is getting his clothes and he he crashes outside of a bar like in t2 and you're like okay it's gonna be like the same kind of thing but it's actually like a female ladies like night. strip club yeah. ladies night so there's like a a very obviously gay man stripping he's just like well it's your turn to wait bitch or something like that yeah. talk to the hand and he ends up like beating up a stripper to take his he, clothing he grabs his hand and then, and he's like no <laughs> <laughs> right yeah. and then he breaks the hand puts on the outfit and then he walks out and he goes to put on sunglasses and they're like pink star pink sunglasses stars. yeah and then he takes them off and it's like Stepped that's that's the humor in this movie and then also like just they I'll, like he did the i'll be back she'll be back everything it was just like there were so many like there was like three different variations of i'll be back she'll be back and they'll be back we'll all be back yeah yeah, I, 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 it tried so hard to be funny and it just wasn't. It was awkward. Like, yeah, I don't. I, I did find one part really funny when uh, the new Terminator uh, basically dialed into the internet and the, She's like, the car phone. We're making the dial tone. Well, apparently they were going to do more stuff with that, but same thing like budget and everything kind of ran out. But they were going to have a thing where like. Clara Dane's cell phone didn't work and that you do see little bits of it where like the TV doesn't work and they were saying oh Skynet was already like involved but they kind of cut that storyline because budget reasons budget reasons but uh I guess I mean I, I there are some aspects I do like about this movie I like that sh- she was sent back to kind of help like jumpstart the the Skynet revolution kind of thing but it just, I don't think she was though. I think she was there just to stop. She's she's there commanders. killing the officers, and then she's like injecting her stupid finger into things to to. <laughs> but that was more to help her with her goal, not what did to. They call that? It was a transjector or something. Something like that. Injector. And that's actually a thing that I hate. Like with this movie, you see it actually in the new movie as well, and you yeah. see it in like um, the first Transformers movie, where like you have these robots that just like stick things in and there's another movie that does this too where there's just like a spike and it's like uh, robocop you mean the we best have movie? very specific <laughs> interfaces for computers like usb is a standard 
or yep. and everything. It's not just I mean, like I think it'd be weird if a USB came out of her finger to inject. Right, but I mean, if, she can, if it's, you know, she's man. liquid it's metal, like malleable. at least if she filmed it, like you see her do the spike and then look at the computer and go, "Oh, I can't interface with this," and then uses the liquid I, metal I to change into it. Kind of does it a little better. And that was the thing, like, and I don't understand why what the advantage with her with the liquid metal and the over the regular frame is. Her like, shape shifting. She it makes her more of a better infiltrator. Okay, I guess, but still, like, why not just be a liquid version? Why does she need to have the metal version I, frame I underneath? I think it's like, supposed to be for the stupid reason of the weapons, unfortunately. Right, yeah. the the plasma weapon that breaks uh, right away, right away, and then she has a flamethrower. Yeah, yeah, and so that's dumb. The they're like she's an anti-terminator terminator. Like, why why does the Skynet need to have that? And I guess you know every once in a while. The human resistance gets a regular Terminator to, you know, the Arnold Terminators, because apparently there have been two different Arnold Terminators that they've been able to capture and use. But it it seems weird. I don't know. It just seems like they were like, what's the next step? We've already we've done a metal Terminator and a liquid Terminator. What if we did both? (laughs) (laughs) A liquid metal Terminator. The other thing that was just weird about this movie was actually another humor thing. Like when he's at the gas station. He tells the gas station attendant to like talk to the hand as he's stealing food, and then it walks out and it's like, "Funky man, funky man, that funky man." As he was walking out, like, I, it's just that's the level of shit that we were getting in this movie. And then they had to have like this really weird romance subplot in the movie that was awful. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're... they didn't they didn't have any chemistry going on. They had no chemistry, but also like she was engaged, like. The, op- well, he like died. the first time we see her, <laughs> well, she's going yeah. doing the wedding registry. I don't want it. And like she die, he dies, and all of a sudden she's like, "You were the first boy I ever kissed." I don't want to defend like, this movie, but she did. She did talk to her dad, and she's like, "Cause she's like, I, I trust your 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 choice of whatever." And she she like has a moment of doubt that she's marrying. Her. And, and it's fine to have a moment of doubt. Like I'm cool with that, but to just like your fiance just died, like you could mourn a little bit. Like, you're going to get stuck in a bunker with this guy. Maybe bang him later, but don't be like, hey, you're the first guy I ever kissed. And, like, it just seemed like from the beginning she was, like, kind of, she recognized him immediately. She knew exactly who he was, even though she she hadn't seen him for, like, you know, 15 years. Anything like Edward Furlong. (laughs) No. Well, they wanted Edward Furlong, but he was in rehab. That would have been perfect. Right? (laughs) Uh, Rehab Edward would have been perfect. Yeah, this whole plot of this movie just—I don't like. I, there are aspects I, I, I kind of like. I thought would be interesting, like having a John Connor that never got to experience Judgment Day, where he fulfills that destiny. That's interesting, but they just made him really mopey, and that's not a character you want to follow in a story where you just. Well, and that's that's the thing, and they do that slightly better in Dark Fate with with Sarah Connor, but in this version, it's like he. He he's kind of like whiny, like you said, where he's just like, you know, imagine that you find out that you're gonna be you're gonna do something amazing, but if you let it happen, like it's the worst thing. It's like like he's considered letting Judgment Day happen before almost, like that's just so he could you know fulfill his destiny, right? And then you have the well, I guess we should like we're, we haven't really said anything positive about the movie. What what are some things you guys did like about the movie, Arnold? He got his exact <laughs> measurements from T2 back. 
Really? Really? Yeah, he had the exact same measurements. Now the difference is obviously he's you know fifty five in this movie. So like when even though he had like a six pack, he kind of had like the saggy skin around it. Oh yeah, he got his actual wasn't quite there. The BMI was the same, (laughs) and the the measurements were the same. Um, so that's pretty cool. I I like to be honest. I actually like that the ending, how dark it was. I. I don't mind any. I do like how they kind of had uh, like proto Terminators. Mm, I don't. Well, mm. Which kind of makes sense that, you know, Skynet would have some basic designs like the little flying drones and then like the giant. I did like tank, the drones. Like, I didn't uh, like the tank things. I mean, but it makes sense as a logical first step into to like a robot that designed for war and then obviously it gets yeah. streamlined. So I kind of like that, you know, it was already kind of there. But you know what I hated most about this movie? And it's it's one of those things, it's just bad writing. Like, one of the things you don't do as a writer is say something and then immediately say the exact opposite. So, like, the beginning of the movie opens with the, the future has not been written. There is no fate but what we make for ourselves. I wish I could believe that. And then goes into telling, like, the story of Terminator. And it's just like, I I hate when movies do that, when they're when they tell you one thing and they're like, but that's not how this is. Like, it just seems cheap and lazy. Well, not even that. And then, like... The, the first two movies are about there is no fate but what you make for yourself. And then right. the end of this movie, he's like, well, I guess there is... Like, he's like, there is a fate. Well, it, the very beginning <laughs> of the movie is basically <laughs> saying that. But it's also throughout the whole movie, he's acting like, oh, I've prevented it. And then he's trying to say the thing. Like, the opening of the movie, he's saying, I wish that was true. So he's basically saying there is a fate. But then the whole movie tells Clara Dane's character, we could stop this, we could stop this, there is no fate but what you make it, kind of thing. And then at the end, like you said, it's just like, yep, no, that fate, <laughs> we, could, we could only postpone it. Yep, I was always going to do this. <laughs> and then they, like his old, his old John Connor makeup's awful. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> ugh. Ugh. I, I, don't, I don't. So what did you like, Mike? <laughs> I said I liked the proto-Terminators. Yeah. What about the movie, though? I mean, like, besides character. I mean, I guess those aren't characters, but... I did like... What I did like, actually, was when they go to the um, the cemetery, and they, like, the, uh, break into Sarah Connor's grave, and he's, like, those freaking cool. out, and there's guns. And then uh, at that scene, there's the doctor from Terminator 2 who was, like, taking care of Sarah Connor. Yeah. And he's just, like, he has, like, a moment with Claire Danes, and he's, like, a grief counselor now. I did, like, how he's just, like, walking through, and then the doctor sees Arnold, and he's just, he like, just fuck. <laughs> yeah. That was kind of, I did like that. Um, what else? God, there was something else that I didn't like immediately after, like, the the chase afterwards when they, like, the, drive their hearse oh, through the their truck. Oh, the crane sequence. I'll give it that. That was, like, the only good action sequence I felt in the whole movie. It was okay, but it was literally just a guy hanging off a crane the but whole time. But it really displays the physicality of a Terminator. The strength of a yeah, Terminator. Really well. That was really the only scene I remembered from watching it in theaters. So, honestly, the, like, the CG at the beginning really wasn't bad with, like, the Terminator army. Like, wasn't bad, but, like, in the bathroom, like, that bathroom fight. Uh, yeah, with Arnold and was, his head uh, coming terrible. off. <laughs> it was awful. Like, the CG just looked terrible as they were just, like, they looked like rubber dolls just flopping around in the bathroom. And then she, like, grabbed him by the groin and then, like, he does, like a head, moved him like a bowling tilt. ball kind of yeah. thing. Uh, yeah, it was really weird. Like a battering ram. It's a test movie. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I can see why after this movie they decided to like reboot the franchise and do like a 
you know, during the actual Terminator War well, with Christian that, Bale. That, like, that would be like the next. Well, it, it kind of is in continuity with. with the, it is originally they, they wanted apparently wanted to get Nick Stahl back, well, and it just didn't work yeah. out timing wise. <laughs> Good. And the, but and if we if they did get him back, we wouldn't have got that epic rant from. <laughs> From Christian Bale Christian with the Bale. lights. Yeah. <laughs> good for you. We're done professionally. <laughs> That's such a good rant. Oh, good for you. I might, I might put a little bit of the rant in here when I edit it in. But uh, how? Yeah, that's a great rant. How would you? Com- I know we're not doing Genesis, but how would you guys compare? Like, because I feel like that was like a reboot of like, yeah, it was. So they were gonna do a whole new trilogy based off of that but it was still supposed to be in the t1 t2 continuity i feel like it, it just it does t1 and then it, it remakes t2 because like it just takes the to an extent because it. it was supposed to be she's supposed to be the same sarah connor and she's supposed to be like oh they went back even further again and it's but it's supposed to be the same timeline but a different timeline <laughs> the problem with genesis was they ruined everything in the trailer like with John Connor being a Terminator, you mean in the poster, even they have like a. Well, half and, but split. the poster came out after the trailer. The first poster didn't have that. Like the first trailer, I'm like, oh, you know, this looks kind of interesting. And then the second trailer, they reveal that John Connor's a bad guy, and it's just like that would have been something that you should have stayed for the movie. Even the director himself was like, I don't understand why they <laughs> spoiled that. Yeah. And the thing about that movie, like, it's not a terrible movie. It has some of the same problems with like floppy CGI and everything like that. Like. There's a part where like the Terminator gets thrown from the truck and then he like bounces, but like he's made out of metal and he wouldn't flop around like a rubber ball. Like, yeah, you might bounce once and then slide, but not like a super ball bouncing down the freeway. So like there's some weird stuff with that. And as much as I love Amelia Clark, she's not the best actress. I think she's better than Nick Stahl and Claire Danes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't think I don't she's know. as, uh, as but I also hate, dude, I don't like Jai Courtney. Courtney. Joy, Jai Courtney's awful. He was alright. He wasn't the best. He's not good. Name one thing he's good in. Spartacus. No. <laughs> the problem with the thing like Spartacus like that, it's the same thing with like Clash of the Titans that we said where like you have um and uh, not to go off of uh go after uh Jai Courtney. <laughs> no, not Jai Courtney. Sam Worthington. <sighs> so for listeners of the show, I've gone off on Sam, <laughs> Sam Worthington several times. Is this why you picked Terminator? Yep. Uh, so you can talk about Terminator Salvation and just like shit on him? <laughs> oh, no. I no, didn't just even, so I forgot that Sam he's Worthington. in that. But no, the problem with Sam Worthington. The problem with Sam Worthington. <laughs> Here we go is, again. He's a terrible actor and he cannot stick to it. He, he cannot stick to an accent to save his life. And so a lot of times what happens with those type of actors from Australia or England or, you know, really anything that has an accent that's not American, they'll go and do something like Spartacus or Sam Worthington did Clash of Titans, where it's just like it, they just use their regular accent. But if they have to do an American accent, they slip in and out of it like it's nothing. And it drives me crazy. And Jai Courtney's that same way. Like Jai, and He's just not a good actor, and he's been given way too many opportunities to take franchises like Terminator and Die Hard, and I'm done with it. Jai I Courtney, think the problem with Genesis is that I've never seen it. Oh, don't. It's not worth it. <laughs> so I've heard. Uh, yeah, it's 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 not good. It's not the worst Terminator film, but it is not a good Terminator film. So which one is the worst Terminator film? The worst Terminator film is definitely this one. T three. <laughs> All right, let's move into to Dark, Dark Fate, Fate. two thousand nineteen Terminator Dark Fate. I've got a summary for us here. This one's from Carl Scrow. 
Sarah Connor and a hybrid cyborg human must protect a young girl from a newly modified liquid Terminator from the future. Yep. Yeah, basically the same story. <laughs> yep. Um, I, I, I'm just going to say this right up front. I think this is the best Terminator movie since T2. It is no T2, but it is the best one since. I mean, considering what else has been put out, yes, I'll agree with that. Yeah, like, it's better than Terminator Salvation. It's better than T3. It's definitely better than Genesis. I've seen this twice already. I went and saw it opening weekend. Uh, Katrina was out of town, so I went and watched it, and then I watched it again once we decided to cover it for the podcast. And uh, I, I enjoyed it actually even more the second time. But uh, I'm I'm ready to talk about it. What do you guys think? What are some highlights for you guys? So I I did enjoy watching the movie. There just there were problems with it for me. Oh, there are definitely some issues with it. Uh, the way I looked at it, and we'll get to Alex in a second. Is I almost look at it. It was like it was two movies. It was like pre Arnold being involved in the movie, and then post Arnold. Yeah, I think definitely. once he's in the mix, it's a drastically different movie. Yeah, yeah. I, I just well, what, what Alex? What do you think? I. Well, I told Mike lately briefly about this, but I would never be excited for a Terminator movie ever again. I've I've now like accepted that one and two is my movies, and any future movies that come out, I will just appreciate. I don't hate this movie, but I do have a lot of things I I don't like about it. I was planning to watch it a third time just to support it, but I, I just couldn't i like rather do something else well if it makes you feel better we'll probably never get another terminator movie because this one (laughs) is expected to lose like over a hundred million dollars yeah sounds like ouch yeah this one was very expensive and it's just it's not doing very well i thought it was like cool concepts it's just there's too many plot holes there were some certain things I liked. So the first thing is, like, I think this is a better version of a liquid Terminator over a metal body. Most definitely. Yeah, I think they did and some... They, they can act independent from each yeah, other. And I, I like what they did. Like, there's certain things I really liked about it. Also, like, I liked that this Terminator, played by Gabriel uh, Luna. Luna, was... Um, you know, he's the most sophisticated Terminator. He actually had a personality as a Terminator. Like, so far, every Terminator we've had is just, like, well, Robert a drone. Patrick had personality. When he's, like, not... When he's, like, infiltrating, he's so charismatic as a Terminator. Yeah, yeah he has he has his moments um, of being charismatic. But he also still kind of looked cold. Where this one, like, he put on, like, different characters with each person he was interacting with. So, like... When he first arrived and he sees the the woman in doing the clothing, he's just like, hola, como estas? He kind of smiles and he, he's got some pep. And then when he sees the dad, he's like, he doesn't know anything about Danny. So he's trying to be like, he kind of has that respectful Daniel tone. Ramos. And then he gets the name. And then like when he's going to the border patrol, you know, he he just acts like a soldier and everything. And then he's like, my whole body's a weapon kind of thing. Like They're like, save it for the girls. And then when yeah. he like sees the cop, after you know the massacre that he causes uh he's like i've I've prayed more in five minutes than i ever prayed my whole life like there's a lot more to it than we've seen in most of the terminator movies with the so exception do you think of Robert Patrick. That, that is all pre-programmed stuff or do you think his ai is strong enough that he can pick that all up uh, it's just i think it's it's just his programming allowing him to infiltrate so like he has good situational situational awareness kind of thing like yeah it. I'll I'll accept those answers. <laughs> yeah, I, I I liked that. I think he was very good. One more um, thing I need explained. Uh, this isn't specifically to this Terminator, but why does the Terminator need to touch someone to copy them? Isn't that? Yeah, that's not really explained. And I don't remember the Terminator touching Clara Danes in three. Didn't he throw her? Did she? She didn't she throw her? 
I think I so. don't remember. I don't. I was like, as soon as I saw, and there was no real reason for her to impersonate her at the end. Like she could have just gone on his, I don't know, but yeah, there, it doesn't make well, sense. Like you think you, they would just be able to scan them. Yeah. And, like, that's well, they would to, uh, the only reason why I think that they need contact. Oh, I don't know. Well, cause T1000, uh, the T1000 tested, I think they may have overlooked this part, but the T1000, how he like investigates is with his hands. So if you see him, like when he touches the computer, he's like sliding his hand. That's how he does it. I think they may have overlooked yeah. it because that's just how maybe or maybe the T-1000's liquid metal is the same as the Rev-9. I don't know. I'm just guessing. But that's how. Maybe. But I mean, it. you don't have to follow the same rules that you had to for T2 and T3 yeah, because this is a different timeline. AI that caused it. So it's not Skynet. It is Legion. Yeah. And it's a whole different entity that did it so you don't have to necessarily follow the exact same rules now one question i have is and it never really made sense going all the way back to t2 is they explained in the first terminator film that organic materials what can travel back in time so you know and it works with the whole premise of the movie so they have to cover a the cybernetic organism in human flesh and everything so the time travel actually works how do these liquid terminators Go back I'm assuming time. that it's very flesh-like. Maybe. Flesh. So like, my other question Todd was with the his wife. Remember in T2, you, the the guy with the milk was with his wife. He didn't notice anything. And he got stabbed in the throat. So like they must like if you touch them, I'm, they can't be like liquid cold. Otherwise, like oh, you clearly a right. Which I'll buy that. But still, like within the rules, they say it has to be organic material. So that doesn't really make sense. But whatever, we'll buy it. So my question is the. You know, in one movie, or I guess two movies, they technically send a human back, and the rest of them they send like a robot back. Um, and they're taking the robot and putting him in human skin. Why don't they take future weapons back and like put him in like a skin yes, bag? I had this argument like a with skin Alex back before. <laughs> That's exactly what I was talking about. With that. Like, take a sent, dead they, animal or something they and sent put Grace weapons back with no plan. Her plan was to run away. So Katrina looked, came out and looked at me. She was like, okay, Bear Girls, That's exactly right. Bear Girls <laughs> found a dead sheep and turned it into a backpack. <laughs> I mean, I would have been fine with that. Like, that would make so much sense. Just bring Especially back a plasma in, weapon. In this movie, at the beginning of the movie, you see like lasers taking out Terminators in one hit. Bring back one of those things yeah, exactly. and wrap it in skin. That's so morbid. I guess. It, it, I mean, it just <laughs> seemed like she had but no idea how to kill humanity. a Terminator. Alex, we dropped a nuclear bomb on Japan, changing their DNA forever. The forever. You now we're now talking about the fate of all humanity. I think it's okay to wrap a like a laser gun in a skin, like in some skin, to get it through, so we can save all of humanity. The the only thing that I can think of is that they don't want to change it. It's like so, like let's say if that gun. Like it could have have like a butterfly effect where like if they bring back a plasma rifle, and then they do destroy the Terminator, but like they discover the plasma like rifle. Like T one going into T two because the arm survives. Yeah, yeah. Okay, destroy the weapon after you kill the Terminator with the plasma gun. Well, what about Grace? Like, does that not mess up the future? Exactly. And like she had some X rays done and some pictures taken. They're like, how is she even how surviving she's... with yeah. that? So yeah, we should talk about Grace. I kind of like that evolution to um, augment yeah like it makes sense that you would do that like hey we need to find a way to fight terminators and i also really liked that she you know kind of got sick if she went too hard like it makes it sense meant. where it's like 
you either defeat a Terminator in a few minutes or you don't. So I kind of yeah. like that she was really designed for short bursts. And in those short bursts, she can go toe-to-toe. I, I like it. So I it. thought that was pretty cool. I, I, I think it's a good concept if it was like... I felt if it was just a solo movie of her, like you definitely, because like if you have like a protagonist that's super strong, it becomes hard to sympathize for that protagonist. Right. That's why they had like Kyle Reese, which is like a, a human versus a machine. The T eight hundred is clearly inferior to the T one thousand, and she's like an enhanced mm-hmm. thing. But then like we also I agree. had you do kind of undercut her arc by having Arnold come in yeah. later. <clears throat> I do think this movie got way better once Arnold got in it. I love Arnold in this movie. And, like, the special effects scenes that he's in look better than the beginning. Like, the beginning of the movie when uh, the Terminator goes and attacks them at the, like, the auto factory. Like, when he's disguised as the father and they shoot him, like, it looks really bad when the father's getting shot. And then he does, like, some parkour through the factory, and it looks super cartoony. Yeah. Like, the beginning of the movies, the special effects were so-so, but I think they looked incredible towards the end of the movie once aren't Like, I thought the plane sequence was great. I liked the, uh, I loved the, the scene where as they were going through the Border Patrol. Um, I the really liked the latter sequence. half of the movie. I thought the action scenes were great. The chase sequence. The chase scene was okay. I, I think it's, like, is really, I find it really, really good. And then the introduction of Sarah Connor as she comes in with that truck and shoots him. Oh, that, that. Was the she best. Was, <laughs> she looked great and her action like like she trained really hard and like when she like comes out with like the auto shotgun and then like drops it and then like just in one smooth motion pulls like the rocket launcher up i thought that was great but her acting was not good <laughs> it, it was, was not okay she it was okay for sarah connor right and and she's never been a great actress but like that scene where they're in the hotel and she's like it was just some weird stuff that she did with her face where she was like, yeah. um, clenching I, her jaw or yeah, clenching her jaw. But she says this thing like, I, I go home and I drink until I black out. Is that enough of a resume for you? Like she does like these weird, like big eyes and everything. Like she, she made some interesting choices. Like her look was great. And the way she held herself in the action, I thought was great. I think and they're I, just trying to show that she's a little crazy. Yeah, but I just I don't think the acting was good. And I, I think the other issue with this is and I kind of see why they did it, but I think this movie would have been more successful if it was PG thirteen because the biggest movie going audience are teenagers. Originally it was filmed and they as PG thirteen actually. And then they decided Was it originally it was filmed as PG thirteen and then they decided to do it rated R. And I think they did that because they thought like fans of Terminator would not go see it if it was PG thirteen, but clearly they didn't go and see it regardless. Right. And I think so. You got to do what's right to make the money. Like it's it sucks because when you're when you're making a movie, there's an artistic standpoint where hey, you want to make the movie you want to make, really? but then there's also I, like you got to make don't money. I notice much of it. It's just more f bombs, to be honest. Yeah, that's my point. Is they could have got this down to a PG thirteen with very little editing by just getting rid of some of the f bombs. Uh, they probably would have had to show less killing. There was a little bit. There was a little bit of blood in the like in the border patrol scene. Yeah, for the most part, there wasn't that much blood. I have another question about this. So the hu- we know that that Grace can get stabbed because we see it towards the end of the movie. So the whole time he's fighting her, he's only just using his arms as spikes. But when he's fighting the, the border, border patrol guys, which I body. which I thought was cool, like they all kind of like dogpile on him, and he's just like spiky, 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 like all through his body. Why didn't mm-hmm. he do that with Grace? 
I don't remember at a scene point? when he could. At any point in the movie. I don't remember when. Like, why not just use spikes all over the, his body? Like, as she's, like, diving over him or whatever, just, like, spikes. Like, she'll grab his arm. Like, there's points where she would grab the spike to block it. Why not have, like, a spike just shoot out of that into her hand? I get your point. Like, he could have done that a lot more. really remember. I did, like, the other thing when, uh, like, Sarah Connor, not Sarah Connor, um, Grace is telling Danny, she's like, I'm going to go to the police station. He goes, well, one, don't do that. He'll find you. But two, you put a hundred cops in front of a Terminator. All you end up with is a hundred dead cops. And then they do that at the border patrol. Then it's like, yeah, no, nope, <laughs> Terminator's pretty, pretty goddamn gnarly. Also, why did they just give him a chopper? <laughs> I, you don't know that they actually did. They probably like, well, we've got one. Where do you want to go? And maybe they're going to have a pilot and he just took it. I guess. Could I be. did like, um, what, what did you guys think about Arnold's being aged up, his ra- rationale for that? Uh, I was okay with it. I was okay uh, with it as well. I, I don't know how I feel about the AI, though, the the reason. I, I'm for that. No. Like, no. <laughs> you're wrong, no, Alex. No, I'll tell you why. I'll t- wait, go ahead. Tell, tell me your reason why. <laughs> so nobody cared about an aged-up Terminator in Genesis, and he had a little bit of a personality, and he developed like I a protective, almost why, father-like why that, thing. That works out because he was reprogrammed. <laughs> But his whole point is that he's an infiltrator oh, so- and he's supposed to design. And shut up. <laughs> you asked me to explain it. In T2, that this is a direct sequel to, that James Cameron signed off on everything on it, he starts to change how he interacts. Like, he's killing humans and whatnot just to fulfill the mission. But J- John Connor, like, tells him, like, no, dude, you, there's got to be a different way to do this. Yeah. And he starts picking up his slang and he starts to have, like, there's a, there's a relationship between him and John, John Connor. Like, you can see... That they are designed to do because that because he was—he's part. That's his alliance. You know, he is an infiltrator model. So obviously, yes, he is going to learn to become better at adapting. But once he, so you're telling me, so when Kyle Reese is like, he can't be bargained with, he can't be reasoned with. But if you wait long enough, he'll go ahead and grow remorse. Well, no, but you got to look at it this way, <laughs> you jackass. He explains it. He, he is like waiting for Judgment Day to happen, and then Judgment Day doesn't happen, and he fulfilled his mission. And in Turner 2, so they wait, ask wait, him, wait, oh, wait. Wait, wait, let me retort. In Turner 2, they, retort? <laughs> they ask him. Yeah, rebuttal? <laughs> you want to rebuttal? They ask him, well, so if you, if you fail the mission, what would happen? He would say, I will cease to exist. There is no point in me to function. So he would essentially just turn off yeah but this one he wasn't a t100 he was a slightly different model he was a t800 and he is a t800 in this one no he they called him something else they like they when they looked at when you saw his thing he was like a t801 or something like that no his model 101 (laughs) no he was slightly different but no it makes sense and this is what he how he was programmed from the resistance the resistance that makes sense but skynet would not care if a Terminator stuck around because it would like it could theoretically make Sky not happen faster. But because he never got any things, he is not he can't self destruct. He can't, he's not allowed to self destroy or self terminate. And so he goes and finds a purpose. He just he goes just on goes and then he eventually on. sees the, the Turner Sarah Chronicles sense. do this way better. They had a Turner that was actually able to fulfill its mission and it just powered off and stayed in hibernation mode until it like got like either orders or something which makes sense and that way yeah but the sarah connor chronicle Chronicle, uh, sarah connor chronicles is not part of the the movie but it's more logical for for 
I buy this. It makes it makes enough sense in that he he's still not a perfect human. Like he doesn't have a, like a sexual relationship with that woman, but he blends in enough in like Texas. Like, do you, I don't necessarily think he would be able to pull that off in a lot of America. Like in California, people would be like, "Dude, this guy's weird." But in Texas, where people are all macho and everything, and I think it works. I think and men's what man, happened is that I if think he Genesis can, didn't he come out, they would have done a similar thing where they sent he was reprogrammed and sent back in time. But because it happened in Genesis, we got this version. And uh, I think this makes just as much sense. And I, what I like about it, like you know, I I thought it was kind of funny because he they pick like an almost artistic, like it's still something that you have to be like good with your hands, and there's a physical aspect of it. But there's also an artistic part of being in drapes and like he had when they were like waiting for the guy oh, from the he's army talking about the kid one and he's talking to me, he goes i had there was a man who came to do uh some drapes for his daughter's room and he wanted solid colored drapes and i said don't do it <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> and everything he starts like it's not just about color it's about the way the fabric falls and everything and for a little girl's room you should do butterflies or stripes like i thought that was really funny like he's, he's the great. humor in this was yeah. way better he's definitely funny like he tells her he tells them like you know she she likes me because i'm funny and stuff like that it's all the way he delivers like, it because i change diaper i'm efficient i i listen i'm a good listener and i change diapers without complaining like i thought that was great and he like and i think he acknowledged that it only works if he finds the right person to partner up with. So I don't think he's like a hundred percent. Like most people would probably find him off putting, but the fact that he has somebody who's playing, you know, playing house with him, it legitimizes him. So I think he still recognizes like, Hey, I need to infiltrate. And these are things that I need. I don't think he would pass as human if he didn't have a wife. So I don't think he's a perfect, like he's not just like a human passing, like he's barely passing. Yeah, I can see your point. I just don't know how I feel about him growing remorse, kind of. You know what I mean? Because he kept texting Sarah. Yeah, for John. Yeah. I liked that, though, but also like when he dies at the end, you know, for John as he dies. and he, I, I enjoyed it. I can see why people like you guys just can't fucking, like, realize that this is a sci-fi film he has no about heart robots from the future like it's, it's come just, on it's not i don't feel in turn two it's just so gut-wrenching because we do see him change we see that progression and right so why is it that we you can believe it in the previous movie that you see the change it's because but then, with the, because, because that's his purpose to protect yeah. his. Well, he's taking he, the commands he, from right, John. but he still changes. He goes and changes still, what he would normally do he, he to make John happy. To yeah, but still, he's capable of that change, and he's not getting any orders. And I can see Skynet not having a hey, just shut down thing, like just because the TV show did it. Like it's fine. We're not going to agree with it. You guys are wrong. I'm <laughs> so right. So what happens if Skynet kills all the humans? Does it get remorseful at, No, it doesn't. The difference is... <laughs> I mean, I guess Skynet it does. Essentially, what you're saying is but that the, you there could be rogue way. Terminators. I, like, once they kill a human in the future, if they killed a human and they didn't and skynet well won. no there's a difference than that though because they're still getting new orders and then, this is a robot that went idle and isn't getting new things so his programming allows him to adapt and change and he wasn't getting like he realized the future like so he even explains it to the terminator so at one point the terminator at the end the the bad terminator goes you and i were designed for the same purpose and he goes i came from a future like that that never happened so he's recognizing that 
humans have a way of moving on and that you know things change and the purpose of things can change because he still exists in a world that he never would have existed in it just i think that's the rationale is the i feel like it just makes it not as menacing for the terminators like why it works so great like it works so great is because like he is a terminator on our side and he's very machine-like and then he becomes like a father figure but he still is that way like he is a very le- this one is he kills Once John again, Connor. Barely he didn't know what to do. He felt bored, so he wandered over the course of like thirty. <laughs> so years, he wandered though, he the changed, earth, and he's and barely found fitting in purpose in life. And then right, it it's so soap opera. Like, well, no, it's it's not even that. Like you're you're choosing to misread at that point. He explains it perfectly in that he goes, I. My job is to infiltrate and fit in. So he did the the things that he felt like he needed to do to fit in. And then having Mateo, that woman's son, in his life and basically to fit in until new orders no, he came. Says, he was protecting. He tells Sarah, I understand why you, because uh, you don't right, have purpose in life until I found my right, purpose he says that, in life. Right. Because he says he found his purpose. You're choosing to not fit in. He says he did what he was designed to do. Go and infiltrate until further orders. And then he says once he had the son and he realized, like, he felt like part of his well, cover story the is, is like, he that didn't is his family. To infiltrate so he realizes for orders. They never right. said that. He said that no, but that's once he killed John, he didn't receive any orders. And then he just right, wandered. He didn't receive any orders. <laughs> so he went to do what he was designed to do and infiltrate. And then he finds this family. And then he decides, hey, I need to, you know, take care of this family as a way to be, like, it's you know, different in disguise. You, and then he gets. I don't, I don't think we're going to agree. It's different. If exactly <laughs> what he explains. Says. Just because you Skynet, feel like something stupid, you Sky, don't get to dismiss what he says. If he says, like, says. oh, Skynet told me, like, yeah, I, I was trying. I'm also to help the resistance, to help push the Skynet or something like that. So I've done, like, these jobs. He probably would have something. at some point. But his but, programming But they change. don't say He's, that. So we can't. If you, I, I can't assume it. Then why can you assume it? <laughs> Because they flat out say that his programming, he flat out says his programming taught him to change, that he's designed to change and learn more and be able to infiltrate. So he designed but why the cover is he story infiltrating if he's he not said, receiving he, any orders? He explains it. Because he's told that's what he was supposed he to do. He doesn't. He says he, he doesn't says get any yes, orders. He flat out says it. <laughs> Just because you think it's stupid, you don't get to pick and choose what he said. I'm not picking and choosing. He I've watched this movie so many he, times. I've watched it twice. Yeah, I've watched it multiple times too. <laughs> It makes sense. You just just because you don't like it doesn't mean you don't get a take. I even what like he says watch face value. Like I, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I guess but we're I gonna have to watch it again on Blu-ray. I think the Terminator <laughs> knows more about his programming than you, Alex. So anyway, Sarah Connor. Let's get it. What did you guys think about the action in this movie? I liked it. I thought it was like the best part of the movie, the action. Yeah, Katrina really liked it too. She's like, I don't normally like action movies all that much. Like, I'll go and see them, but she really enjoyed this film. Yeah, all she the Grace fights fun. were actually really cool. The only thing I thought was a little weird was like how effective that chain was at the end. That chain was like way too effective at fighting Terminators. Just slicing. I liked it. Well, it was just really, against the, the liquid metal. The liquid part, yeah. But still, like it was like super effective. The... I, I really liked Just the like um I, I actually really liked the anti gravity like the anti gravity scene in the plane. I thought they did a pretty good job with that. I liked how Arnold like a couple different like when Arnold like pins him to the thing and then the liquid metal comes off and then he shoots a grenade at it. Um I thought it was great. Like I, I really liked the action in this film. The uh 
Apparently, Same. like how it was directed, he had the action scenes planned out in his head, and then he plotted the story to fit it. Kind of like how uh, Christopher McQuarrie does true. it. Almost every action movie is set up that way. Mm. Like, pretty much all of them are set up that way. Action, uh, scenes. action scenes first, and then the story. <laughs> yeah, a lot of them are done that way. <laughs> and now, but keep in mind, this guy, this is only his second movie. <laughs> He did this in Deadpool. Yeah. Nice. So, I mean, he's going to try what worked for him in the first movie that he did. That was, at one point, the highest rated grossing rated R film until, you know, just a couple weeks ago. So, Joker. Yeah. <laughs> uh, over, I mean, what else? Was there anything else that you guys want to talk about before we start wrapping this up? Um, no. I just want to reiterate they sent Grace back without any weapons and no plan. <laughs> Yeah, you know, she had no idea. And, like, well, that was the other thing that was a little weird. Like, I liked Grace um, quite a bit. I like, like I said, I liked the idea of having these augmented humans. Um, but they sent her back, and it's, Sarah Connor kind of says along these lines, like, there's cameras everywhere, there's phones, and, like, you're out of your element. But then at one point, she, like, takes the phone from Sarah Connor. She's like, what are you doing? Future shit. And it's like, does she understand this stuff, or does she not? Um, I think she knows what she can do. I don't think she knows how. She or does more it. just like she doesn't right. understand like the society. Like I think she like, oh, this is technology. But she grew up in this society. Yeah, because it's only 2042, right? When she yeah. came. And so, you, and they go and visit her at the end of the movie. Like they don't, like they go and peep on her at the park. <laughs> Which is that parallel to Sarah Connor? Creepy. Yeah. So it's like, that she she lived in this society. So she would kind of know. And that being said, like so they still work on camera at the place where all the um, people who wanted to cross the border were. Yeah. They still got to get, so Sarah Connor still didn't, you know, keep her out of danger by keeping her away from cameras. And Arnold even calls her out on that too. Like, she's like, you've been tracking me. He goes, if you're going to keep your phone in a bag, keep it in a bag. Like, yeah. you know, so Sarah Connor wasn't perfect at that. How did either. you guys feel about the quote unquote plot twist getting where it's like, Oh, you're not actually the womb. Uh, it's not about, you know, I, it's funny. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I like I, I that. I saw that coming. I saw that coming as well. I liked, uh, like, when Katrina saw it with me yesterday, I looked at her, I'm like, Sarah Connor's a sexist. Because, <laughs> like, the whole movie is just it's like, it's your womb. It's it, You're, you're going to give birth to a, the man who can do this. Like, you know, she just assumed that women can't lead a rebellion. I just wanted to say I hate Danny with the braids. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like that all that much either. It's kind of funny, like, well, Double D, you speak Spanish, so I'm sure you noticed this. Um, I they picked were up completely off on the subtitles. Yeah, a lot of it was like <laughs> uh, Katrina. Like Katrina speaks Spanish a little bit, well, much better than I do. But there was a couple points, like she said, like one of them was like, "What the hell?" But it actually is like, "What the fuck, white woman?" Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's not, and then like the the one that I noticed was at the beginning when she's telling the dad, like, "Don't forget to go to the doctor," and she's supposed to go at noon. So yeah. the the thing she says, she goes at noon, but the subtitle says. Don't forget. Like, uh, well, like, yeah, she says midday, well, right? Half day, but yeah, it, it just says don't forget to go. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was dumb. I was laughing at him. He was like, "What are you laughing at?" Yeah, but it, like, like Katrina, what? Like one of the things Katrina said was her performance in Spanish was a lot better than her performance in English at parts. Yeah, her like, Spanish is really good. Well, she's like, uh, I think she's like actually like a legit Spanish actor. Yeah, no, she's actually yeah. from Mexico. But so like the way she held herself and her personality in Spanish, I she was better in that, I think. Yeah, I, she's I, more not fierce. to say she was bad. Like, 
but she, I, th- I do think she did really well. And like when you change the words and like what they're actually saying, it kind of takes away the meaning and everything. So when you're swearing already, why can't you like, especially with like how like they call out them being white. Like I wish you weren't so white when they're with all the you know the people waiting to get across the border and then uh with her uncle who's a coyote was like i don't normally do deal with green guys like they had no problem calling out the race like why not do the like that line why couldn't it stay like what the fuck white woman yeah and if they're gonna say it in spanish that way why not actually subtitle it that way yeah i don't know um i mean overall i really liked this movie i i i enjoyed it i liked enough to go see it twice and we're not going to get another Terminator movie at this point, or at least not for a while. Maybe we'll get another TV show. Uh, I think this one, I think it tried too hard to go for the Terminator fan base, but we've been burned by Genesis and Salvation and Terminator 3. I I was talking to my friend about this, how, because we're we're both huge Terminator fans, but how interesting would have, or cool how it would have been if like the Legion was just completely different than Skynet. Right. And I do appreciate that the Terminators were a different design. Like the endoskeleton like is different. Like I actually thought that like I like that the Terminators are a little bit more of like a like a darker black gunmetal, yeah, like, like a charcoal too. color versus like the just like the titanium kind of color. It makes um, more sense too if they're infiltrating. <laughs> right. Well they they and they, I I really liked the look. I thought this Terminator was a really cool looking Terminator. Like even just the metal body. Yeah, it's pretty badass. And the skull missing. Yeah. Like the back of the skull, yeah, because yeah. you know you don't really need it because it's a robot. Right. But uh, yeah, no, I I really like the designs of everything. How'd you feel about the fight between Arnold and the new Terminator? I thought it was cool. Like I thought that like I like that Arnold knew what his limitations were. I, I really liked that part where he had him pinned against the wall in the airplane, and then like he kept just punching him and punching him and punching him, and then the term yeah. like the liquid Terminator just stuck to it. And then when he pulled back, like he pulled back just his fist because it ripped off all the skin. Right. I even liked, like, they did something similar towards the beginning of the movie when she was just beating the shit out of him with the sledgehammer. He does the same thing where his head sticks to it, and then as she picks up the hammer, he comes up with it. I like that. that's pretty cool. And then, how'd you guys feel about the the baseline of killing John Connor? I I was for it. It I liked it. I actually liked it. I I thought the de-aging on Sarah Connor, like, it's not as good as the Marvel de-aging. But right. I thought the de-aging of her and Arnold were pretty all. solid. It was a little weird with oh, Edward Furlong. I thought it was amazing on Edward Furlong. I was like, holy shit. He looked a little <laughs> bit more cartoony than the other two did. But there's a lot less but reference think, footage for them, for him. Yeah. And also, it was for, it was like a whole body shot, not just his face like yeah. they did with Sarah. Yeah. yeah. But I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. And I like, it looked really good. It was, it was yeah. Yeah, it, it looked good. It was, it's definitely better than like the de-aging of an Aquaman. Oh, <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> she that movie <laughs> sucked. <laughs> and I know Alex <laughs> liked it, but he he likes shitty movies. Sam Worthington? Sam Worthington. Fucking Sam Worthington. <laughs> He's not even that tall. <laughs> Why do you always go to that? I don't know. I just don't like Sam Worthington. I love you, Arnold. Arnold's was great. I Like I said, I thought this was... Almost like two movies, like pre-Arnold, post-Arnold. But Arnold was great in this movie, and I think it was a good send-off because I doubt we'd get him in another movie. I even feel like even if there was another one, he he even says he won't be back. Like I felt like that was just like a like directly towards us, like retirement. And I I think this was a good way for him to go out. Yeah. (laughs) I am interested to learn more about Legion 
just because it's a different timeline, right? But right. I guess we'll never get that. No, maybe we'll get a TV show down the line, but uh, yeah, we're not going to get a movie. All right. Well, uh, I guess we just should give it the uh, should it have been made or did it do make a difference or whatever we do. I, I, I liked definitely it. Think this it was better than T three. It's definitely better than three. Like I said, at the top, uh, this is the best Terminator movie since T two, but it is no T two. No, <laughs> Alex. Uh, I I don't like. Yeah, no. Well, like like I said earlier, it's for me. It's the definitive one and two, and then all these other ones are just fan fiction. Well, this one was actually written by Tim Miller and James Cameron, so I don't think you get to say it's fan fiction. I don't know what you're talking it's fan about. Because <laughs> James Cameron was involved. <laughs> Apparently, he, he, he had like it. arguments with Tim Miller, uh, which is pretty funny that like things keep getting leaked. <laughs> I think you just want to hate it, and you don't want to admit that James Cameron was part of this. He, there were six bitch. writers, so he didn't only write it. <laughs> No, they. I mean, they all end up going through multiple rewrites. Anyway, I, I, I enjoyed it. I, I would watch it again. I, I might actually buy this one. I, I actually liked enough that I may buy it. I'll probably buy it next Black Friday when it's probably like $8. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, check out everything that's MDX Pods related at MDXPods.com, on Twitter and Instagram at MDXPods, on Facebook.com slash MDXPods. If you want to support the show, you can go to Patreon.com slash MDXPods. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Oh, Ruin My Childhood is back. We just did an episode on Hook. And uh, we're going to be doing an episode on Darkwing Duck <laughs> since it's on Disney Dark Plus pretty soon. Uh, let's get dangerous. And it's going to be great. And, uh, yeah, the next episode of this, we're going to be covering Charlie's Angel. Uh, Double D and Alex may or may not be in, on that one because they're at their we'll busy see. time we'll of see. work. We'll see. Yep. But uh, for sure, me and Kat will be covering Charlie's Angels on the next episode of Remake Rewind. Thanks for listening. <laughs> we'll be back. Bye.